Afternoons with Andy Maher for the Volvo XC90, Australia's best SUV in its category and country racing Victoria. It's got it all. Well, it does have it all, and Brazil finally has it all. Uh, and we're going to talk about that and a whole lot of other stuff with Carlos Alberto Diego, who joins us. He always does on a Tuesday afternoon at 24 minutes past two on this spectacular day in Melbourne town. Carlos, how lovely to see you. Yeah, how lovely to see you too, mate. What a brilliant hour driving in. I just loved uh, listening to Cozzy and uh, Darren Berry about... And I just love when they just sit back. And I know the boys said afterwards they didn't talk about anything they planned. <laughs> they just dig deep into their experiences of life and football and sport and cricket. and yep. uh, That's just riveting stuff. Love it. Well, it all came about, honestly, and we'll get to you know the, the affairs at hand with us in a moment. But honestly, Chuck and I were sitting here while we played maybe 30 seconds of Dane Swan's press conference. And I just had a look over at um, Cozzy, who had started, was starting, was listening mm. to every single word that Swan about the special moments that his premiership winning teammates had. And of course the Securita boys were on the receiving end of that. And I could he sort of completely internalized and you could see him taking it all in and you could sense that it was hurting having yeah. to listen to the player that he was playing against talking about these moments that bond that group forever. And that's where it yeah. that's where it came from. What and I what I love the most it never leaves them alone. Yeah. What I love the most was his realisation not sure whether it was during his career or afterwards, about what a sports person's attitude and performance and, and the way they go about it affects so many people around them. Spot Family, on. friends, people at the workplace, people, down, you know, former schoolmates that you don't see for... I still think of St. Pat's boy. Any guy that comes through St. Pat's that yep. makes it, they wouldn't even know who the, who the hell I was. Uh, I just, I'm so proud of, you know, being a St. Pat's boy. So... Um, yeah, I just think uh, that's something I think world football can learn. Not necessarily in the A-League. I think the boys are pretty humble in the A-League. It's more, you know, in the likes of the EPL, where they're so far removed from reality over there sometimes that uh, you just need someone like Cosy maybe to speak to them about what, you know, what their performance means for others. The difference they can make, Carlos. And we were, we were, as a result of you and I talking about Paul Pogba, and there, here we go, we're off on a bit of a tangent here, but as a result of you and I talking about Paul Pogba last week, I spoke to JP about him the day after because he's obviously a big football fan as well. And we talked about the difference that somebody like Pogba, Pogba can make if he chooses to. And for every Paul Pogba out there, for, every, for, for him, there are, I want to say there are thousands of athletes like him on the planet right now who are making these ridiculous amounts of money. And you drew my attention to the news from a day and a half ago about LeBron James, which I'd actually missed. And what LeBron James is doing is magnificent, going to set up a 1,000 kids, over a 1,000 kids who can do full college scholarships. He's going to pay $41 million for these kids in Akron, Ohio, to do it. Can you imagine if all of these football megastars went back to their townships, mm. villages of origin, who are, you know, by and large, you know, a lot of them from African parts of the world yep. that are impoverished. And they took a percentage of what they earn and they made sure the right people made sure yep. that a difference was made over there. Can you imagine how yep. powerful that would be? Oh, the legacy that leaves. But we, we can't discount, you know, I do hear a lot of stories about Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, everyone has an, has an opinion about Cristiano Ronaldo, how he... You know, he's pretty much a bloke who's more self-obsessed yep. than anything else. But there are a lot of stories about the amount of money he ploughs back into into Portugal, into right. the grassroots Fantastic. over there, and, and you know, people who struggle. Uh, you know, looking after the education, the life education for people in in, in impoverished 
families and so forth like that. So there are a lot of you – know, Drogba does a lot back in the Ivory Coast, for example. And I think, uh, you know, uh, Adebayor, I mean, he's much maligned uh, player, uh, but apparently he puts a lot back uh, in, into his uh, his former homeland and, and uh, in areas where he grew up. So, you know what we should do? You know what hmm. we should do? We should do uh, going into or out of an ad break once a week with you. We should tell one of these stories. Just oh, the update, the you know, good of the world update, or yeah. let's call it something, you know, the family of man update. Um, uh, just give me a story yep. about, and it, they can't be. I don't can't imagine that the LeBron James story. Click in LeBron College, and there's, there's a thousand links to the story. It's not they can't be that hard to find because we focus on oh the you know the underpant contracts and the yeah. lavish mansions and the cars and the girls and the lifestyle, but. I would actually rather, we know all about that. I'd rather hear about all of these yeah. sorts of stories. I think a lot of people probably would. Absolutely. And David Beckham, by the way, does a lot too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people say he makes a lot of money, but he doesn't have to do it. No, he does not. And, Absolutely. Uh, and he does a no. lot too. So I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of players out there who don't make a big noise about it. Uh, but uh, we also know there's a lot of players out there who are very removed from reality. Well, the rest and, of us should make yeah. a big noise about it, mm. I reckon. Now, tell us about this. We just heard um, Kevin Musket discussing the guest player that has been rejected by the FFA. For those of us who aren't familiar with the story yep. uh, up until now, t- tell us what's happened. Of course, you know, we know that Melbourne City uh, did really well. They they use the guest player rule. They call it the Tim Carr rule to bring Tim Carr back to Australia. It's been fantastic. From the minute he got here, we had uh, we were getting tired about whether yeah. he was or not, but now he is, and it's been fantastic. He's said all the right things. You know, he's going to do something that I said he would not do. He's probably going to be playing in the FFA Cup tomorrow night, uh, you know, in Brisbane, you know, I just didn't think they were ever going to put him out there for that, but it looks like he wants to do it. Uh, Melbourne Victory have put an application in for a player, Alessandro Diamante, an Italian player. Played for West Ham a few years ago, scored goals in the EPL. Uh, was a 10 million dollar, 10 million euro maybe, or 2 million pound signing for Guangzhou Evergrande uh, in the uh, Chinese Super League. So he was a big money signing. Marcello Lippi, a World Cup yep. manager, bought him over. Played him there. Uh, he, he has in the last couple of years been playing the City R and for Watford. So this guy's a respected player. Played 17 times for Italy. Uh, last game was in 2013, so it wasn't that far away. Um, Melbourne Victory wanted to sign him under this guest player rule, and the FFA said no. They've knocked back and rejected that application. Now, I know for a fact that the Melbourne Victory boys are a little bit befuddled by all this. They don't understand why someone of that ilk uh, hasn't been able to be signed. Uh, and, of course, the FFA have got their reasons for it. It hasn't been made clear why, and I think there's a big uh, FFA jamboree going on in the next uh, in, towards the end of the week where everyone's going, uh, coaches, CEOs, football development officers. I, I would think that the boys there at Victory will corner David Gallup and ask some hard questions about it. But the question I ask is, if this was a Tim Cale rule, uh, you'd think that, it's got to, the rule's got to fit someone else in world football for clubs to have enough confidence to go for and make the application. The talk is that FFA have been talking to Ronald Dinio, uh, great play, one of the world's greatest ever players, but he's 30, late 30s right now. He's been partying for the last couple of years. The guy's carrying a little bit of extra timber, played in India the last time we saw him play. He's here. To, he'll come for a party, but he's not going to add too much value to a it's club. It's a sideshow, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It'll be a circus for one or two games. Everyone will be interested, and then they'll realise 
the guy's not up to it anymore, and then I'll lose, uh, I think I'll lose a lot of um, interest in it. Uh, Diego Forland's another one who's, uh, again, great player in his day, but sure. these days he's just over, you know, it's over, they haven't got it anymore. But FFA were really keen to bring those guys in. So I'm thinking if the guest player is for players like that, uh, and a player like Tim Cale, an Australian who's a legend, which I don't think we have many of those who could fit that bill, um, who... Who's the, who's the rule for, really? Because um, who can we possibly recruit uh, under that guise and give value to clubs? Well, there's no other Australian player. For, for a, there is no other Australian player um, who is currently going around who, who fits the bill, right? So let, let, that's off the table. There's no one else domestically who yep. who sits alongside him. So forget about that. Here's what I'd put to you, and correct me if I'm wrong. If you're talking about a guy like uh, Ronaldinho, who's 37, 38, and clearly past it now... If you if you want to get bang for your buck from him as a player, he needs to be five years younger. So he needs to be in that 31, 32, 33-year-old sort of bracket. We can't afford him no. five or six years ago. He's still way too good yeah. for the sort of budget that we're talking about here. So I put to you that if they're, if they're knocking back the victories application for a guy like Monte, it is because... He doesn't have a. His name is not up in neon yep. to a sufficient level, despite the fact that he's playing. CV and what he's going to bring to the table uh, is going to be better than any of these other blokes they're talking about, whose best is beyond them. They're only interested in one thing, therefore, and that is getting a few extra bums on a seat. That's all. That, if that's well, all it's about, then I'm. A, what, they've got to ask about it. Yeah, but the thing is, we we we've, we're much more mature these days about our football. Uh, in Australia, in that, of course, we you, are. You're talking about bums on seats. You might get it for the first and second game, but do you get? I mean, Luis Garcia. Okay, he's not in the same category as uh, Ronaldinho, but he, did he actually bring many more bums on seats than a sustained waste when he came to Central Coast Mariners? No, he didn't. He did a couple of nice little things, this and that. He sort of held his own, but he certainly wasn't a, a superstar, marketable player that the FFA are looking to do. It, there's this, there's this sort of a grey area when they're talking about marketability across the league. who, Which player in world football who we can afford fits that bill? Tim Cale is a one-off. I don't think there is anyone else in world football. I was just talking, we actually interviewed a, 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 you know, a couple of CEOs last night from different A-league clubs just for future shows yep. on the 40 Diegos, yep. and each one of them said that a player like a Del Piero, if we wanted those sort of players these days, you can't part with any less anything less between six and eight million dollars for a season. Our league clubs cannot afford that. So this is a reason why people aren't jumping all over this guest player rule because suddenly they've learnt that a good player, a good professional of a good age, does not fit the rule. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We're going to break out of the way. I really like to take some calls on this. If you want to send a bit of a message to the FFA and the people who are knocking back those sorts of applications that have been put by a club like Melbourne Victory for a player like the Italian that Carlos is telling you about, you know what they're doing? Here's my view on this, and I'm just thinking about they are they're holding the league back by making a decision like this because they are saying that the audience is so immature and unable to grasp the concept of a good player coming in and adding to the league slowly, slowly. So more people are going to want to go and watch Bruno Fornaroli this year than did last year. No one had heard about Bruno Fornaroli before he arrived, or some yep. purists had, yep. but the broader sports population here of a city like Melbourne, we hadn't heard much about Bruno Fornaroli. We do now, and yep. I guarantee you early in the season... It helps having Tim Carr alongside. But there'll be more people going along, oh, I might go and have a look at this Fauna Oli, yep. see what all the fuss is about. 
the same thing would apply with the sorts of player that Melbourne Victory are talking about here and all the other clubs who might follow suit if that sort of player gets his papers stamped. I reckon it's an insult on the fans of football in Australia that the FFA think, oh, no one will turn up for this bloke. What worries me more, Andy, is that it sounds like they might be listening to one or two TV execs out there saying, you need to get the big names into the league, big, big names that everyone, that cross over, you know, mainstream, for us to consider the 80 million plus you're wanting in the next TV rights deal. That's not going to happen. It's just there's no there's a lack of understanding of the world the, the, the market. world market of course if, there if, is. if you're wanting that uh, if that TV exec wanted to do that wanted the TV execs join in partnership now with the FFA and say okay we're going to put in a hundred million yep. uh, you know the seed money for a hundred million go and get us five world class players with this hundred million yep. You know, um, and, you know, the 33-year-olds that can still play. 100% spot on. And generally speaking, again, this is with all due respect to the TV executives I know, I bet you the football knowledge from those individuals that you're talking about would be close to zero. Yep. Exactly the point you're making about their unawareness of the marketplace. On 11.16, SEN, Melbourne's home of footy. Afternoons with Andy Marr for the Volvo XC90, Australia's best SUV in its category, and Country Racing Victoria. It's got it all. It's a really fascinating conversation that Carlos brought to the table today. Off the SMS, and this I'll read this one out, the FFA shouldn't be governing like the Big Bash League. Chris Gale works for the BBL, but the A-League needs to be more mature. That's coming from first time. SMS. The difference with that is that Chris Gale, whether you like him or not as an individual, is the best in the business or yep. one of at the moment. The A-League principle as a comparison to that, that means you're going to go and get Cristiano Ronaldo out here at the moment, which yep. is clearly not going to happen. That's not what we're talking about. That's why the Melbourne Victory application seems like such a sensible, careful, um, mature um, application yep. for a player. If you're not going to allow them to do that, Give them a third marquee. Do something to get this player in the league. Obviously, if they've put the application, this player wants, wants to come. To come yep. So give them, I don't care, make up a make a, an Alessandro rule or yep. make a Diamante. I don't care what you call it. Yep. Just call it something and get the player in. Because here we are right now, and off the SMS it's come through. Before we get to you, Brett, don't go anywhere. This is the Tim Carr rule. There, there is no <laughs> other player coming in. That's true. There is no other guest yeah. player coming in. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be one, yep. and that's it. And they're banking everything on Timmy to get the TV rights money that they need, which is really a really short with, – with for, years, for decades oh. and decades and decades, we've suffered from this short-termism. Um, and I know I was critical of Timmy saying there was no plan yeah. all those months ago, yep. but uh, if this is some sort of panic, uh, you know, uh, sort of move to try and – um, you know, get the TV broadcasters just really excited just to get the that deal that they want. It's the wrong way to go. What it's, a shocking and fraudulent yeah. way to do business. I mean, it's just it's wrong. It's not yeah. the it's not the way to do business. Look, I mean, people off the SMS are talking about Stevie G. Yep, he's one guy, and you know, but you'd be paying the money he was probably getting at Liverpool because that's what the MLS I reckon paying. If he goes to China, we'll probably get more than what he was getting at Liverpool. So you have to pay that. But I would think with the Liverpool fans who are just so you know uh, you know enamoured. 
by the, the Reds and, and Stevie G, you probably probably would spend the six to eight million to get Stevie G in your in your stadium every week and across the thing. I mean, it's a really interesting one off the SMS, and I don't know if it was a bit of a joke, but Mario Bellatelli. Yeah. Now, okay, he'll bring trouble all over the place, right? But I tell you what, in this league, his power, his skill, his arrogance. That would get uh, certainly uh, news across the mainstream media too. So I'm not sure whether, but he, his value is quite low <laughs> in Europe. Well, what would you have to pay for someone like Bellatelli? Oh, uh, look, you know, you'd have to pay pretty good money still, for him like, because he's still, you know, someone will pick him up in Turkey or something yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But if you really wanted to think outside the box and get, you know, and be confident of how you, you can probably manage someone like that, even though some of the best managers in the world haven't been able to manage a guy like that. Uh, you know, if you really want, I mean, big name, it'd make world news. Um, it'd win you some games if he was in the mood. But the FFA clearly doesn't have the bucks to fund something like this. If that's going to happen, it has to be on a club. Yeah. And clubs haven't got the money to do no. this sort of stuff in Australia, have they? Yeah. And, I, and look, I again, I, it's only what I've read, but uh, apparently of the $4 million a year that Timmy Cale gets... Uh, FFA contributing only seven hundred and fifty or something around that. And is that coming out of the guest player fund? Uh, well, that's that fund. The pool. Uh, that, this mystery. Yeah, this, yep. yeah, this pool. Do you know how much is in that pool? Well, I've only seen figures like a million dollars, but I'm not sure if it's a million dollars a player or a million dollars just for the whole lot. It, it'd be a bit of a joke if it's just for a whole lot if you're talking about four million a year for a player. So yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Well, Brett's on the road. Uh, Fourteen minutes to three. Good afternoon to you, mate. Yeah, good day, boys. How you going? Good, mate. Good, mate. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I can't understand why they wouldn't allow this bloke to come and play for the A-League. If, if he's going to better the competition and make it more enjoyable to watch for, well, a, a uh, um, well, whoever else, if he's going to better the comp... Oh, Brett, we're just losing you. Oh, I think we got the gist of what you're saying, though. Yeah. He's going to be a good player, yeah. like an outstanding player in this league, and he'll make the league a better league, and he'll make the players around him and the players who play against him better players, that seems like methodical, mature um, league building. That sounds like the sort of reason you would actually have <laughs> this clause put in in the first place. The irony here, Andy, is if there was a spare marquee spot at victory and they announced on the quiet to the FFA, listen, we're going to bring this Diamante in as our marquee, they would be applauding victory. Right. They would be applauding them for bringing someone of that level into the league under the marquee. Now, but because it's a guest player category, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. you're certainly saying, you're suddenly saying, no, you're not allowed to bring him in. No, so even though it's going to add value. So just, I, I don't care under what category, just bring him in. Just have the, I don't know, just make up some name and bring it in because yep, people yep. accept it. Yep, yep. It doesn't matter how ridiculous the name is. It doesn't matter how ridiculous the category. <laughs> it could be on the eve of the season. It doesn't matter. Just bring him in. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, there's three or four people almost uh, independent of one another and almost back-to-back have mentioned Miroslav Close. Yeah. Is he, where's he at with his football at the moment? Is he... Is he playing anywhere right now? Uh, he was at Lazio, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether he's uh, booted up, uh, suited up for this year again. But he was playing there last year. It was Chris Conamini? He's one of uh, Australia's young guns yep. over there, and still scoring. Uh, still scoring. Yeah. Well, look, I don't know if he was playing regularly. Uh, to yep. be, be fair, I know there's a lot of uh, Italian football fans out there will be able to fill me in on that. But a lot of people off the SMS are saying Miroslav Klose. Uh, you know, records okay. at the World Cup scored. He's uh, up there with the greatest scorers. Does, the he World tick, Cup. does, does, yep. does this executive at the FFA is he? 
a bold enough name known by enough people to tick the box? Well, I mean, know, for me, I mean, yeah, I, he's a superstar. Ab- ab- for God's absolutely. Sakes. This is a guy that uh, I think any football fan would be saying, yes, definitely mm. would be in that category. But again, would he be the sort of player that, you know, um, if all our mates, I've got a lot of mates who aren't football fans, who just uh, take an interest here and there, would, yeah. would they know who Miroslav Kloser is? No, they, no. Probably not. So does he fulfill that criteria? I just think common sense has got to prevail. Uh, you've got to trust the clubs on this because the more, uh, you know, A-League bosses I talk to, and we're doing a bit of a series at the moment with the Diego's talking to them all, yeah. they are really, uh, the business strategy around this, they're really careful of spending their money. They're not going to throw money away anymore. You've got to trust the clubs on it. If they're saying that a Diamante it fulfills a guest rule, you've got to go with it. You've yep. got to trust them because yep. they're the experts. I, I, w- I would agree with that 100%. Henry's in Bundula. Get, get to Henry before you get to the break in 11 minutes to three. Hi, mate. How are you? Good. How are you guys going? Good, Good Henry. Mate. Mate, I've got some uh, family links to uh, Francesco Totti. And I've got it on good authority that he got some really good reports from Alex Del Piero about his stay in Australia. And it's something that once he finishes up, he will entertain <laughs> himself and Daniele De Rossi as well. Henry, as you mentioned <laughs> Francesco Totti's name, Lenny has, I don't know whether you knew that this was happening, but Lenny has sent through exactly the same name uh, and would be another fantastic player to fit the bill under this criteria. It would be fantastic. Again, um, you know, especially from football fans around Australia, they would love him. He's a legend of the Roma Football Club, fantastic. Italy. Yeah. And, uh, and there's enough stories with his links to what he did uh, scoring the penalty against Australia in the 19, sorry, 2006 World Cup to knock us out. Uh, that late penalty, yeah, if you yeah, remember. Yeah, yep. uh, there's enough links there to get uh, you know, a sports lovers in Australia who aren't necessarily football lovers to take interest in this too. Uh, look, well, there's a few other bits and pieces off the SMS outside of this story, which is a really significant one in terms of the development of the A-League, and I'm sure there's going to be more to it as we go through. Right, there's some questions for you off the SMS, and principally, principal among them uh, seems to be concerning Marco mm. Rojas. Yeah. What's going on with him? I mean, this guy lit it up. How many years? Wow. Four years ago? What a player. Was uh, it four years ago? Yeah, it was, it, it's, ago? That, it's that long since he's been in limbo, I think. Since he moved over to Stuttgart in Germany, uh, loaned out a few times. I don't know whether he's trained. I haven't kept up to it, but there's a lot of talk right now that uh, Victory might be talking to him. And in fact, there was something on the net. Uh, I'm not sure who was uh, who had done, but I just saw it quickly as I was coming in that uh, Kevin Muscat's about to sit and talk to him. But I don't know if that's confirmed or whatever it is, and what sort of play you're getting back to. I remember, yeah. I, you know, James Troisi when he was last at Victory was was a great player for them. He went away, had a couple of bad moves, and suddenly you don't know what you're getting back. You hope that he can resurrect, you know, some of the form he had, but you just don't know. And Rojas also, it, it, I've not heard. One little thing about him in the three or it's four like years he's dropped been off the map. Yeah, that's right. So you talked about this a few weeks ago with Thomas Deng. We talked about this on the show. And if you're a young professional footballer and you're playing in New Zealand or Australia, you you are yearning. You are world. Come mm. and see me. Someone take notice of me, yep. please. So I would imagine that, um, and this is where we're talking a bit about maturity here. The maturity of your people, whether they be your family members or your management, if you've got an agent. Um, the maturity of those people, not to just jump at the first offer that comes your way from a European club. Even if it is a European club that's yep. got a nice brand and a nice name attached to it, is this the best fit for this player at this time? That That is, I would imagine that is a yeah. very difficult question to weigh up. Look, I never had the field 
big uh, offers from overseas. Well, so well, I, that, yeah, more fool them. You're, 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 only, you're only guessing, <laughs> right? And being away from it all and seeing how, how it's gone wrong for so many Australian players uh, and who never really recovered, a lot of them, uh, uh. Uh, you think surely they can make their name in the A-League and go as a senior player and try and get into a senior team as a regular uh, but it's so easy, as I, again, speaking to a CEO about this whole thing in the last 24 hours or so, saying it's really hard to talk a player out of that when their whole dream is to of go course, over to mate. a big club. So you've got to be sympathetic to that. Uh, but, geez, you know, uh, so many Australian footballers have gone over there with so much to look forward to, so, you know, so confident that they can make it, and then just falls apart. Josh Berlanti is a classic yeah. case. Uh, Newcastle Jets, a bit different. He was a senior player at Newcastle Jets, went over to Italy, uh, did a preseason with Fiorentina, got into the starting lineup for the first game of the City R, makes the mistake after 30 minutes that cost a goal. They drag him straight away, right. never to play for that club again. <laughs> and loaned out. And I talked to his manager about oh. that, and he goes, uh, oh. he, he had some demons after that. I mean, oh, I wonder why. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is on the Italian stage, world stage, uh, making that mistake, getting dragged unceremoniously, no sympathy at all, cutthroat, never to play for that club again. What are the chances in your gut, what's your gut telling you about the likelihood or not of Timmy Cale actually suiting up tomorrow night in the FFA wow. Cup? I hope. I really hope he does. And I you know, he's Wouldn't one guy amazing? he's one guy, the way he's he's uh you know, he's portrayed himself and the way he's conducted himself since he's been back. Don't put it past him if he's saying to John Van Skip, I want you to put me on. You know, he has got a, a World Cup um qualifier yeah. to prepare for too, so more game time for him is better, it doesn't matter against who. Uh, I thought they would have put him in cotton wool, but given that World Cup qualifier against Iraq and also UAE coming up in early September, I think that uh, I think that's why he's well, really pushing hard for it. Well, somebody from Melbourne City will be listening to this. So if they could do this for us all tomorrow, right? Because well, we're all going to be tuning in. A lot of us are going to tune in anyway. But let us know. If you let the broader sporting community know, hey, listen, by the way, Tim Carl will be playing tonight. <laughs> let us know. Give us ample time to put the word out. Um, God, there could be a lot of people watching that well, game it's tomorrow Well, it's a main game. Apparently, Perry Park, the... Uh, capacity is, I think it's 4,000 capacity. How good would that be? They'll be hanging off the rafters there if he does. Uh, but this is this is what it's all, this is what the guest player, the Tim Kale rule is all about. Well, it'll work if he plays tomorrow and we'll all be watching. Uh, I'll see you next Thanks, week. Thanks, mate.